0: Hey guys, welcome to the number 199-ever episode of Wiz Talk with Chase. I am Chase Coburn, and today we are back with another episode of Wiz Talk with Chase. And in today's episode... We are going to be recapping the Wizards at Pacers opening night game. There is a lot to break down, but the Wizards did get the win starting off 1-0 for the second straight season after beating Indiana 114-107 in Indiana. But there's a lot to break down, including a Denny Avdi injury, how is his injury report looking, as well as some few components. And I do want to start, and before we do get into this episode, I do want to say that I do want to start making these recaps more um you know more serious because last year I was just kind of recaps felt like an add-on to previews but this year I really am gonna try to do recaps on different episodes as previews because I think it really deserves its own episode because I think there's so much more I can talk about with a recap there's so much more I can talk about with a recap than I thought. Right and I think I realized that and um you, you know last night was a lot of fun let's just get straight into this hope you guys do enjoy this episode do subscribe follow share and view And, of course, as always, let's get into this. So, with the Washington Wizards, again, they did get an 114-107 to win, which I did predict 207 total points, but my over-under for the game was 221 points. And who knew that there would be 121 points. I mean, two, excuse me, 221 points in this game. So, at least I got that. And I did get the Wizards So I do. am starting off 1-0. and And there's a lot to break down with this team. A few really good players. I'd say the big three stars in this game, Bradley Beal. It's more like a duo. Bradley Beal and Kyle Kuzma. Their connection was unbelievable. Neither of them shot well from three. Let me be honest with, with everyone right now. Neither of them shot well from three. I'm not going to lie. But... They had a combined, you know, Biel had 23, Kuzma had 22. If you want to do some quick math, which I'm not scoring now, and I don't really feel like it, but anyway, it's 45 points. Kuzma, though, really crashed the glass, 13 rebounds, and I'm going to get into that. The Wizards rebounding was key in this game. Without the Wizards rebounding, the Wizards wouldn't win this game. Rebounding was honestly the main key. Um, I do want to focus in on Bradley Biel, this is what I'm like to call, I'm going to call this segment, Did I Get it? who do, who did I get, who I got? Who who you got, but did I get him right? And I'd say I pretty much got him right. Now, I didn't predict the stat line, right? I had 27 points, 11 assists, didn't have anything like that, only 23.6 assists. But my main point of the argument was that Beal's scoring isn't going to be the main factor. It's going to be him setting up his teammates, playing his role, whatever he needs to do to lead this team to wins, and that's exactly what he did in this game. He was finding Kyle Kuzma for a lot of open looks. He was playing more off-ball, which I like, and I'm going to get into who the actual point guard should be on this team. But Beal did his role, right? He did exactly what Bradley Beal is supposed to do, right? For 250000000 million, you'd expect a better stat line from him. But all I want from him is just to win. He needs to do whatever it takes for this team to win basketball games, right? And people are going to say, oh, well, it's just against the Pacers. First game of the season, I wouldn't overreact. But I'm not overreacting. I'm just... I'm, I'm just gonna say what I am seeing right now, and what I am seeing right now is the Washington Wizards played a really good basketball game, and it all relied on Bradley Beal. But then you look at a guy like Kyle Kuzma, who wasn't efficient. Don't get me wrong, but 22 points, 13 rebounds, plus seven, plus minus. Beal was plus eight, by the way. Um, but um, two blocks for Kuzma. Good, has a lot of defensive versatility. Uh, but even more than ever this year, he seems very athletic, trying to get to loose balls on defense. Um, Kyle Kuzma had a great game. Um, without Kyle Kuzma. Uh, this game wouldn't be, po- we wouldn't have won this game. So um I thank Kyle Kuzma in that way. Uh, but, you know, not the team's leading scorer, but a very productive game. I think this is what we can expect from him. Now, Porzingis had 15 points, 10 rebounds, double-double, also two blocks. That's another thing, too. The Wizards were insane blocking the ball. Right, they we're sure they had five steals, who cares, when literally they have three players with two-plus blocks and then four other players with blocks. So if you do quick math, the Wizards had 10 blocks in this game, which is insane if you really think about it, the fact that Dean could have 10 blocks. They had so many guys coming up, stepping up, playing great defense. But going back to Porzingis, he shot 5 of 14 for the field for a 7-3 guy, one for five from three. That's not good. I'm glad he's getting the open three looks. I really love when the Wizards do the pick and roll because so it opens up everything else with, with Beal and Porzingis because Porzingis can go to the outside or he can go to the paint for a lob or Kuzma or Hachimura will open up on the side or Will Barton, whoever's in it at that forward spot. So I really do like the pick and roll but and pick and pop. But if it's really going to work long term, Porzingis has got to shoot better than one of five from three. I like that he takes the open looks, but he's got to start making those open looks, right? This isn't a preseason anymore, right? After a few games, like you got to start to get it together. Now the Wizards are going to have a tough matchup, even though it's without Zach Levine against the Chicago Bulls coming up. And I think that is a key thing in this game. But this is something I really wanted to talk to you guys about. Where was Johnny Davis? And the Wizards did this last year with Corey Kisper. They didn't play him a lot on opening night. Really didn't play a lot at the beginning of the season. But Johnny Davis seemed to be kind of like a main role in this offense. It's kind of the team's future ball handler next to Bradley Beal and you know he wasn't a 15th overall pick he was a top 10 overall pick who some people were saying should go even earlier in the top 10 but he was nowhere to be found tonight um so that's concerning I don't know if there's stuff going on with him off the court or if he's not doing well in practice or whatever I can't give an exact answer to that but all I know is that he has to be a Wizards primary ball handler at that point if not that pick is wasted and I think the Wizards are still trying to figure out who to put at that point guard spot. And this is another thing I wanted to break down with you guys. Talon Wright, 27 minutes, played basically all the fourth quarter, um, including the game closing minutes, only had 8 points, minus 10. The bench overall, everyone had either positive 0, which is nothing, or negative, plus minus, while everyone had at least a positive 7 point differential, um, or plus minus, I should say when they were on the court. All the starters, but the bench players, no one had positives. That's concerning. And I think, yes, the Wizards bench did play well. You saw Daniel Gafford, really impressive Daniel Gafford. A block, a steal, seven rebounds. Again, Wizards really crashing the glass, shot 75% of the field. I get all that. But eventually, I do think the Wizards – Bench has got to do better, right, and and start outscoring the opponent. And this isn't any crazy Pacers bench either. Aaron Neesmith, O'Shea Brissett, Ben McMathrin. This isn't any crazy Pacers bench. That, that does concern me against teams like the Miami Heat. They're going to have to play twice at, in the beginning of the season. How are they going to be able to handle guys like, Ty, um, my, like Tyler Hero off the bench? But then, DeLon Wright, 27 minutes. Again, played all the closing minutes, minus 10. While Monte Morris, plus 17 plus-minus, had 7-6-6, six, and six, and wasn't seen in the fourth quarter. Where was he? Like, I think that if you look at Monte Morris and you look at DeLon Wright, yes, DeLon Wright did come up with some great defensive plays. Two steals, two blocks from him. I love that defensive versatility. But Monte Morris had two steals himself. Like, I'm fine with DeLon Wright getting a lot of minutes. Honestly, just for that defensive versatility at the guard spot. I really love the Wizards wing defense in this game. I really loved it. But eventually, I do think Monte Morris needs to turn into that long-term point card. He was getting a lot of steals. Very good in the fast break. The Wizards overall were very good in the fast break. Um, I think that was a key thing in this game as well. But Monte Morris, 7-6-6 six, and six stat line. That's all he's got to do. Job finished. That's all he's got to do. He's just got to be that point guard ball handler who doesn't make the mistakes. And turnover-wise, one turnover for a point guard is very impressive, especially for a guy who had six assists. Now, Wright only had one turnover, but he only had one assist. He wasn't making teammates around him better while Morris was doing so. Now, it's a lot right did have a decent game. I'm not going to lie. But I think Monte Moore's long-term should be that point guard. And I think he even showed in this game that he's the more safer option. Even if he doesn't show as much defensive versatility, I think he's a safer option on offense, personally. Because I think Wright's the better scorer, but the better passer who's going to make their teammates better, who's going to rebound the ball, I think that has you got to go with Monte Morris in that aspect of the game. Now, I think the Wizards did exactly what they usually do. They let the Stars get double digits and no one else does a thing. Right? Like Buddy Hill had sixteen, Tyree Talliburton had twenty-six, Smith, Jalen Smith had sixteen, and Bedlick Matherin had nineteen. By the way, Miles Turner had a last second injury in warm-ups. Uh, that was not something that was reported to me uh before uh, yesterday's games. That's why that was not included in my preview. But only four players on the team had double digits. For the Wizards, that list lasted a f- lasted at five. But for the Pacers, no one else did anything. Right. Their 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 leading score after the double digit guys was Taylor with eight. And T.J. McConnell with eight points, so I really think the Wizards did a good job at letting the guys that were going to score score and let and really shut down the rest of the guys. Um, something that is good is points in the paint as well. I didn't want to break this down. I'm not going to make this episode too long, but there's a lot I want to break down. And again, one of it, uh, one of those aspects of the game is um, I do have to say is points in the paint because points in the paint the wizards had 58 points in the paint the pacers had 34. there was a point where the pacers had like only shot three pointers and only made like four points in the paint in like the second or third quarter and i really do like that the wizards were playing amazing in the paint however what that does mean though is they were they were kind of refusing to drive to the paint and they kind of let the Pacers have a lot of three-point attempts. Now, against a team like Miami, again, who has good paint play and great three-point shooting play, the West Unsell Jr. has got to have something up his sleeve to be able to stop that. But I love the points in the paint aspect, and I love not letting teams get to the paint. Because even though Mike D'Antoni and other three-point, like, special coaches would hate to admit, getting a two-pointer is easier than getting a three-pointer 99% of the time. So... The fact that the Wizards were holding off those easy two-pointers I think is very important in this game. One more thing I do want to mention, people got to get the ball to Rui Hachimura. Rui Hachimura was open on so many different looks in this game. Um, And the sideline, I mean, I don't think I can count on my two hands that I have in front of me um, the amount of times Rui Hachimura was wide open from three-point range or mid-range. He had seven points in this game, 24 minutes. He's got to get the ball more. I think if he gets the ball more, he can really show why he deserves that contract. He played really well, especially from three-point land, one one for one. But he was getting open from three-point land. I need the Wizards to start getting Hachimura the ball. I think it will be good for the team long term. There is a lot to break down with this game. I do want to say, though, my fantasy predictions, Tyrese Halliburton had uh, 50 to 55 fantasy points. He actually had 43. Bradley Beal, 45 to 50 fantasy points. He actually had 41. Isaac Christophs Porzingis would have 35 to 40 fantasy points. He actually had 30. And I said Benedict Mathurin would have 25 to 30 fantasy points. He actually had 31. I'll say above average. I was close on all of them, but I didn't get any of them. Uh, which is unfortunate, and then did I catch it is another segment I want to do, and I think I did. Um, I said don't let the Pacers have um, um, long runs because they can't hang in with you um, I consistently throughout the game. I was right on that. They only held them like two, two, one or two runs, and um, look, they were able to hold on. Nearly choked it at the end, but they were able to hold on. Uh, really like the defense, like the offense, but this team seems different this year. They seem more Like, advanced, expanded. It's hard to describe, but I really like the way this team played, and I think they can build on it tomorrow with their home opener against Chicago. Hope you guys did enjoy this episode. If you did, subscribe, follow, share, view. Tomorrow is the 200th episode of Wiz Talk with Chase, which will be 100 episodes after I did the 100th 100, 100 special. Um, I do want to say this podcast has been amazing. For the 200th episode, I'm going to call it the John Wall, Brandon Haywood um, episode because Brandon Haywood is the best double zero in Wizards history, and John Wall is the best number two in Wizards history. So we combine them together, the John Wall, Brandon Haywood episode, that is tomorrow as the Wizards, again, have their home opener against the Bulls, most likely without Zach Levine. Hope you guys did enjoy this episode. Oh, real quick before we do end, Denny Avdia did get hurt throughout in the, early in the game. He was playing well before he got hurt. Looks like it's a slight ankle sprain. Shouldn't be out for too long. It was questionable return. He could have returned, but he didn't. Should be out in the next few games. Should be back in the next few games. Hope you guys did enjoy this episode. If you did, subscribe, follow, share, and view. Stay tuned for the John Wilburn and Haywood episode where the Wizards kick off their homestand against the Chicago Bulls, most likely without Zach Levine, as I said. And of course, as always, I'll see you next time. Peace.